fact, three little letters, all straight lines, and probably one of the most controversial topics on the planet. So I've brought my teddy with me because when we talk about well, I don't know if we should be talking about fat and teddies because that might, he might get offended. That's one of the big challenges at the moment, isn't it? When we talk about fat, there's a lot of uh, headspace about it that's negative. However, if we go back a certain time in history, and not very far, uh, if you were fat, if you had more fat on your body, you were considered to be wealthy, you were considered to have a higher status in the community or in society, and if you were skinny, it wasn't a good thing. Uh, and hasn't that changed? So what do we do about that stuff called fat? Do we want to get rid of it? Do we want to keep it? Do we not want to eat it? Do we want to eat it? There are some people who avoid it like one of the worst things you could possibly put into your body and other people put butter in their coffee and they pour oil on their salad and they eat a large amount of fat. There's some people that believe that the entire energy systems of the body can work only on fat. There's some uh, eating theories and philosophies around at the moment that don't eat carbohydrate and don't eat even too much protein, just eat predominantly fat because your body will, uh, if you put fat into your body, then your body will choose to burn fat and you'll get rid of the fat that's in the excess part of your body. And isn't that the challenge? Uh, if you want to get fat off your body, we often say lose weight, but obviously we don't want to lose weight from water, we don't want to lose weight from bones, we don't want to lose weight from muscle. So if we actually say, I want to change the shape of my body, could it be that we want to get rid of fat off our body, the soft stuff? Interestingly, just as a side note, if we look at all the different components of fat, uh, when it comes to weight, it's not very heavy. When it comes to size, it's very big. Not heavy, but big. So when it comes to weight, it's probably, or could it be considered a little bit uh, uh, bizarre to want to lose weight because it's not, bones are heavy, muscles are heavy, fat not very heavy. So what is fat? And the really great question is, do we need it? And of course we do. We use it predominantly for energy uh, in, in conjunction with or combined with carbohydrate and a little bit of protein. Uh, we use it to keep warm. Uh, if you're really thin, it's very difficult. If you have low percentage body fat or you don't have very much uh, fat on your body, you don't have very many squidgy bits, it's uh, difficult to keep warm. And fat is used all throughout the body to absorb nutrients into the body. So it's a really important thing. We have to have it. It's called a macronutrient for a reason. We can't live without it. We have to have it. How much of it we need to have and... Uh, what it does to the body if you've got too much of it, that's where it becomes an interesting challenge. And then there's different kinds of fat. So you'll often hear there's healthy fats or good fats and then there's bad fats. Interestingly, all of that's argued. Uh, some people think that butter is a bad fat and some people think that it's a good fat. Some people think that margarine is a better way to put fat on your sandwich and other people would never eat margarine because they think it's really bad for them. Uh, some people will eat olive oil and they, and they think it's fantastic and other people would never eat olive oil because they think it's too high in calories or too high in fat. Interesting. Uh, there's fats that come from animals and fats that come from uh, fruits and vegetables. So if you look at the difference between avocados and nuts versus fat that comes from animals, you'll that will be called an animal fat versus a vegetable vegetable fat or a monounsaturated fat. And there's lots of questions about good or bad fats. Now that's not my area of expertise because I'm an exercise professional. I'm not a dietitian, and I think it's one of those interesting interesting things to consider as an exercise professional, should we get really involved in food? 
Uh, of course, if it's your study and your expertise and you understand it, and you can explain it really simply and that's what you're excited about because you've got the knowledge and even the qualifications. And I, I use that very carefully because as an exercise professional, we have a professional indemnity insurance for the information that we give out about what we are, which is exercise professionals. Uh, if we give information about food, we can get into trouble and there's been lots of exercise professionals who professionals who have got themselves into trouble because even though they've got insurance they've given out advice about food and that's not our area of expertise so how much do we need to know about food and how about this what drives the human body what fuels the human body what is the high performance energy that you put into the human body to make sure that we can exercise because when you can exercise when you can lift heavy and get puffed when you can turn your body into an energy burning machine because you are fit and strong, what uh, energy do we need to drive that? So obviously if you want to sprint, you need energy. If you want to do a long distance run, you need energy. If you want to lift heavy, you need energy. So what do you, where does that energy come from? And as exercise professionals, what do we need to know? So let's keep it really simple. Four macronutrients, alcohol, argued whether or not it's important. There are some people who really enjoy drinking alcohol and it is a very important part of their life. It's an important part of their social life. It's an important part of their reducing stress and they want to, or people want to drink alcohol. Uh, and it is a macronutrient. It has seven calories per gram and uh, it can be part of a healthy eating plan. In fact, some health organizations around the world recommend that you have one to two alcoholic drinks every day. So that's one of the macronutrients that they're all argued, but that one's really interesting because there's a lot of people that would never drink alcohol, so you can't suggest that you have to have alcohol in your in your body to survive. Uh, the reverse of that, can you survive on alcohol? And I always ask this question, if you're in the desert or in the bush and there is no food and you came across a carton of beer, could you drink that beer and stay alive? And yes, the answer is yes, because alcohol is a macronutrient. But uh, could you survive on that with great quality of life? And again, I don't want to get into that, that argument. The next macronutrient that we're not going to chat about today is protein. That's the building block of the body. Everything of your body is made of protein. And obviously you can get that from animals and you can get that from plant food. But uh, it's been suggested by the best in the world that the complete proteins, uh, the proteins that uh, in its purest form come from animals. Now, if you're a vegan vegetarian or you just don't want to eat animals or it's a religious or ethical reason that you don't eat animals, you obviously have to find your protein from somewhere else. Interesting thing about protein, 4.5 uh, calories per gram, so less than alcohol. And it's just, just keep that in your headspace. So alcohol, 7 calories per gram, protein, 4.5 calories per gram. The next two of, uh, macronutrients are obviously very argued. Carbohydrates, the big one, is everything from carbohydrate will kill you to I can live only on carbohydrate, that's all I need to eat. Uh, the interesting thing about carbohydrate purely from an exercise point of view and from a brain function point of view, there's not too much argument that the brain runs on glucose. Uh, there are some people who are uh, working out the food philosophy when it comes to fat and protein, that the body can just run on fat and protein, that's the whole carnivore headspace, and that your body doesn't or your brain doesn't need glucose because it can run on ketones. Again, that's not an argument I want to get into. What I do know is when they put you in hospital uh, and you can't eat food, they will put you on a glucose drip. 
And there's two reasons for that. Obviously, glucose is calories. It's energy to keep your body alive. But your brain runs on glucose. And if your body's not functioning because your brain's not functioning or the reverse of that, if your brain's not functioning, your body won't function. So uh, carbohydrate is the energy source for your brain. It's also the energy source for, the, it's called glycogen in your muscles and glycogen in your liver. Uh, and if you want to sprint, <laughs> if you want to work at high intensity, if you want to get really fit and you want to lift really heavy, the two things that we do as exercise professionals, get people really fit so their body burns everything we put into it really fast because that's what fat, fat, sorry, fit people do is they burn fat fast, calories fast, sugar fast, carbohydrate fast, protein fast, alcohol fast, everything gets burned faster when you've got a faster metabolism and that's what happens when you get fit. But muscle's the biggest engine in the body. It's the thing that burns the most calories. So if you want your body to be a fast fat burning anything, you want to have strong muscles and for blokes, bigger muscles. And the driving force for muscle is sugar. It's glucose, it's, it's glycogen stored inside the muscle and in, when your muscle runs out, they get, it draws it down from the liver. So it's a really important part of uh, being fit and strong. If you don't exercise, if you don't do very much, you don't need to eat very much. And there's an argument there that you don't need to eat very much carbohydrate because we only store half a kilo of carbohydrate. The brain uses it at a fairly rapid rate. So if you're using your brain a lot, you might need uh, to be refilling your carbohydrate stores on a regular basis. And obviously, if you're sprinting or if you're lifting heavy, you can run out of carbohydrate reasonably quickly because we only store half a kilo. But if you don't think very much and you don't do very much, there's an argument that you don't need to eat very much carbohydrate. Uh, and there's a lot of argument about how much we actually need. My suggestion is this, as I always ask. Do you have a stack of energy? Do you perform at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror? And are you getting the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan? And if the answer is yes, as exercise professionals, could it be a really good idea for us to stay away from any argument, particularly about food? And if somebody's doing a certain exercise plan and they can say yes to, the, to, to answer to all of those questions, then surely uh, we just say congratulations, you're doing really well. So carbohydrate, we'll, just, we'll put it into a, a simple box of it's the driving force for high-intense activity for your, uh, for your uh, phosphate system, for your lactate system, and for half or more of your aerobic system, we need carbohydrate for energy. So protein provides a little bit of energy, but it's predominantly for the, uh, the growth of the body, the rebuilding of your body. Alcohol will provide you with energy. It actually becomes the preferred energy source if you have alcohol in your system. So your body will burn a mix of carbohydrate, protein, and fat as part of your metabolism. But if you have alcohol in your system, that macronutrient gets burnt up first because there's no storage system for it. And that's one of the things we probably need to talk about uh, with all of those really importantly, particularly when we talk about fat, because fat has an enormous storage system. So alcohol, no storage system. Protein, we, we store it because our body is made of protein. We just keep rebuilding broken nail, broken fingernail, broken skin, whatever needs to be replaced. Obviously, that's drawn down from the amino acid pool from protein because our body's built of protein. But the challenge we've got with carbohydrate is it's only a half a kilogram storage of, of, of carbohydrate, so we can run out of it. But fat, the macronutrient of fat, I'll go back one step, Protein, four and a half calories per gram. Carbohydrate, four and a half calories per gram. When I talk about calories, that's just the measurement unit of energy. 
So do we need energy? Yes. Where does the energy come from? It comes from alcohol, carbohydrate, protein, or fat, our four macronutrients. But our those first three have a lot less energy. So if you want to put energy into your body to go, uh, what's, the, what's the highest octane fuel? And that one's going to be fat because fat's got nine calories per gram. So protein and carbohydrate, only four and a half, twice as much in fat. So if I ask the question, what makes me fat or what makes me fat quicker or where does the most energy come from to make me fat, is it possible that it could be fat? Now, again, there's too many arguments from on that both ends of those scales because people talk about you should eat no fat and other people talk about you should eat only fat. But the interesting thing is if I put calories into my body, I have to, otherwise I don't have any energy to live. Where's the best place for those calories to come from? So the next question is probably, how does my body use them? I'm going to store fat in my fat cell. I'm going to store carbohydrate in my half a kilogram storage in my my brain, my muscles, my liver. I'm going to store protein in my body because that's what it's made of. I can't store alcohol, so we'll wrap those up. Fat in the fat cell, carbohydrate in my liver, my muscles, and my brain. I'm going to store protein as a, as a human body and no storage for alcohol. So what is it that makes us fat? Uh, if, I, if I store protein in the, part, in the building blocks of my body, so my muscles, my bones, my blood, my hair, my skin, all of that, uh, does protein turn into fat? If I only store half a kilo of carbohydrate in those three places, brain, muscles, and liver, what does, what does the body do if there's excess carbohydrate? Does it turn into fat? And fat is already fat, so it doesn't have to turn into fat. So let's uh, have a look at what happens if we eat anything. If I'm really fit and I'm really strong, it's, I think it's really exciting because I'm going to burn everything up really fast. I have a speedy metabolism. I've got a body that's burning up energy on, at a rapid rate all day long, even when I'm resting, because fit people burn everything faster at rest because they've got a faster resting metabolism and even a faster base metabolism. So the calories that you burn, if you're just lying in a warm room doing nothing, uh, you will burn more calories. You require more energy just to breathe and be alive if you're fit and strong. Isn't that exciting? Uh, If I'm a healthy, fit, strong human being and I put food into my body, I'm going to burn it up. I'm going to burn up alcohol first. I'm going to use protein as a little bit of energy and then as a building block, I'm going to use carbohydrate for my brain, my muscles and store it in my liver. And my fat goes to my fat cell. And we need fat because I need it for energy, so I need somewhere to store it. And as I always have a joke, I don't know who counted and I didn't, but apparently we have 40 to 50 billion fat cells. So our storage capacity for fat is enormous. And not only can we uh, store a lot of fat because we've got a lot of fat storage spots, 40 to 50 billion of them, they can keep getting bigger and bigger. So it's not like I've got this tiny little fat cell, it fills up and then the next one fills up and the next one fills up. Every fat cell can expand, so it gets bigger and bigger. 
And the exciting thing about that, or the scary thing about that, depending on how you look at it, is attached to each fat cell is kind of a, another little tiny baby fat cell, like one that can grow into another one. And that's exactly what happens. When your fat cell gets too fat, when it's too full, it can actually split. So instead of just hypertrophy getting bigger, you can get hyperplasia, it will split, which means we can just keep getting fatter and fatter and fatter. We have an enormous capacity to store fat. <laughs> so what makes us fat? And that's a really interesting question. Because if fat's got nine calories per gram, and that's that it's the measurement or the unit measurement of energy, which means it's got twice as much energy as anything else, so for alcohol, which has got seven, is it possible that fat makes us fat? So if I put in... I'll rephrase, if my body needs 5,000 calories a day and I put in 10,000 calories of anything, will I get fatter? Will my fat cells expand? Now the question is there, will the fat from the food that I eat go into my fat cell or will the carbohydrate or the protein, and obviously the alcohol doesn't because it, there's nowhere to store alcohol, your body has to use that as a preferred energy source. So here we go. <laughs> If I eat too much protein and if I eat too much carbohydrate, what happens? And of course, if we eat too much of anything, your body's got to make changes. It's got to, what do I do? It will try to burn it off. And if you're really fit and strong, your body will literally try to increase the speed of your metabolism. Your body temperature will increase a little bit to try and burn off the calories, whatever calories you put in. But of course, the human body has only got a point of no return, or has got a point of no return. It's got a limit. And if we keep overloading, 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 obviously the fat cells will keep getting fatter if you put fat in. Carbohydrate, we've only got half a kilogram of storage. So what happens now? Yes, your body will very, when I say happily, I'll rephrase that. It will turn carbohydrate into fat. It's called de novo lipogenesis. It's a complicated process. It's a complicated chemical process. And 25% uh, of the calories of of the carbohydrate that's extra that we put into our body is used up in the process of turning, literally turning a teddy bear into a hand, two separate things. If I turn uh, marble into wood, uh, it's, it's I'm, I don't know if you can do that, by the way, I'm just making that up off the top of my head. But your body will, will go through the process of taking uh, carbohydrate, which is a different chemical process, and turning it into fat, which is another difficult, uh, sorry, a chemical compound. But 25% of those calories will be burn up, burnt up in the process, and protein's the same. The interesting thing about protein, though, have you noticed it's a little bit hard to eat too much protein? It's got a special, like a mechanism in in the uh, in in the the compound uh, that makes us feel full. So it's very difficult to eat too much protein because we just end up feeling too full. But if you keep overloading your body and overloading your body and overloading your body with too much of anything, whether it's protein, alcohol, fat, or carbohydrate, your body will get fatter. So we'll get fat from fat because fat can go straight to the fat cell. It's already fat and it's got nine calories per gram. So it can go, it's high energy, high density, high octane fuel, and it doesn't have to turn into, an, into fat because it's already fat. Carbohydrates got to go through a complicated process if we eat too much of it. So once the carbohydrate stores are full, uh, it will convert into fat. De novo lipogenesis complicated process. 
Uh, protein will do it too, but again, it's difficult to eat too much protein. So here's the question. How do I make sure that my body burns up the fat that I put into it so I don't get any excess squidgy bits around my middle or around my backside or around the back of my arm and all the places that we store fat? Uh, and what percentage of fat do you want to have? And for that's a really interesting question, isn't it? Because some people are happy with 5% or they would only be happy with 5% body fat. Other people want 10% and other people are quite happy with 25 or 30 or even 50%. So that's a personal thing. What do you want to look like? Because obviously we carry fat, fat cells are all through our body, but the ones between our skin and our muscle, they're the ones that uh, can expand and make us look chubby, make us look fat, stop us from fitting into our clothes. And I'm just going to go back another step there. Uh, they're the, that fat, not very heavy, but very big. So we often say, well, well, you know, I don't want to be too heavy. Muscle's heavy. Muscle is a strong compound. It's got blood supply, oxygen supply. It's a, it's, it's a pretty neat stuff because it's the engine of our body. It weighs heavy. If you lose muscle, you lose a fair bit of weight. If you lose fat, you don't lose that much weight. You just lose a fair bit of size. So I'll just plant that in your headspace to get excited about that and or uh, where does that fit into losing weight. So fat, that complicated a three-letter word that nobody wants to talk about that's politically incorrect to talk about. You can't call somebody fat because that's politically incorrect, of course. Interestingly, have you ever had a fat day? Have you called yourself fat? Have you ever looked in the mirror and said, I'm really fat or I'm chubby or I'm, I need to lose weight or whatever it is that we call it? So what do we do if we actually want to remove fat from our body? How do we empty out those fat cells? And the, the really interesting thing there for me uh, is when I exercise, I do not want to burn any fat. <laughs> uh, and the reason for that, because a lot of people talk about when I exercise, I want to burn so many calories. Yes, I'm really interested in burning hundreds, if not thousands of calories if possible. But I want those calories to come from carbohydrate because the energy source or the energy system that carbohydrate is the fuel source for is the high octane, 100% effort energy systems. And every time you put your body under intense pressure, you work really hard, there's no fat being burnt, but you're putting your body into a chemical change so that after you recover and you've got your breath back from your high intense activity, now your body goes into the aerobic system where your body burns a combination of carbohydrate and fat. But the beautiful thing is the one that we forget about a little bit, it's called the respiratory or respiratory quotient. So your base metabolic rate is how many calories your body burns at rest in a warm room. Your metabolic rate is how many calories you're burning at the moment. And your respiratory quotient is where are those calories coming from. When you're really fit from doing 100% activity, 100% effort activity, when you put in the biggest effort you can to get puffed and to lift heavy, no fat burnt then. But when you recover, when you get your breath back, you go into your aerobic system, which is what we all live in, burning a combination of carbohydrate, fat, and a little bit of protein. But here's the exciting one. You ready? Your body changes its respiratory quotient to prefer to burn fat. Yay! I become a fat-burning machine while I'm resting. And to me, that's really exciting because high-intense activity is 10 seconds. The phosphate system is literally only 10 seconds. But for that high intense effort, I can change my uh, respiratory quotient where my calories are being burnt from over the rest of the day 
to be a higher fat burning machine. I store my carbohydrate and that just makes sense, doesn't it? If Ro is gonna make me sprint every 15 minutes or every half an hour or once an hour and I've gotta to go to 100% intense activity, I'm gonna store the carbohydrate because I've only got half a kilo of that. I've got lots of fat, so how about we burn fat when we're resting? Doesn't that sound exciting? So, <laughs> do we need fat? Yes. Does your body uh, turn everything else into fat? Yes, except for alcohol. Just on a side note for that though, uh, when uh, alcohol is your preferred energy source, if you're putting other calories into your body, so you're getting calories from protein, carbohydrate and fat, and your body's only gonna be burning alcohol as a preferred energy source, what might be happening to the protein, the carbohydrate and the fat that you eat while you've got alcohol in your system? Is it possible that your body will burn the alcohol and store the fat, store the carbohydrate, store the protein, and if you've got too much carbohydrate and too much protein, you now get fatter because your body will convert those into fat too. So ultimately, everything ends up either burnt off with alcohol because it can't store it, or it ends up as a chubby bit on our body. So I'm not particularly interested in that. There's uh, too many challenges with excess fat. And uh, it's, an, it's a whole other conversation, but is it possible to have lots of body fat and still be healthy? Yes. But is it possible that your body has to work really hard to drag around excess weight, particularly weight that doesn't do too much? Muscle is heavy and, it's, and it can be a, a very heavy weight. But as you can see in, in elite sprinters, for example, they have a lot of muscle, but they're still really fast because it's an active substance that your body can use. When you just carry around extra fat, it becomes literally extra weight that you've got to drag around. And unfortunately, when your body's got too much fat and you're not fit, that's when we start having really big challenges with coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, a lot of cancers. And then, of course, a body that becomes weak because it's just too heavy and it's got too much excess to carry around. So our immune system doesn't work too well and we have a big breakdown of the human body. So uh, do you want to eat fat? You have to. Your body needs it. Where do you store it? In your fat cells. Uh, what foods have fat in them? Most foods. Uh, and interestingly, there's a, an interesting headspace between should I eat butter or should I eat margarine or should I have olives or should I eat avocados or should I eat olive oil or should I eat fat from animals? There's a big long spectrum and then four different kinds of fats. Great question uh, and I'm going to ask the same four questions again. If you have a stack of energy, if you're performing at your best, if you love what you see in the mirror and you're getting the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan, whatever you're doing is working for you. If you can't say yes to those four questions, then what do you need to have a look at? And if I go through again, if I'm drinking a lot of alcohol and I'm eating a lot of food, my body will burn the alcohol, but it's going to store the excess food and all stored excess food ends up as fat. So that might be something to look at. Uh, if you don't have any energy, is it because you uh, put your body's just got to carry around too much stuff? Uh, if you don't have enough energy, could it be that you're on a diet where you've restricted your carbohydrate, for example, and your brain's not functioning effectively and your muscles can't function effectively and you can't exercise hard because you don't have enough carbohydrate? And that's a challenge with the restriction of that major macronutrient. 
if you uh, don't get enough protein, is it possible that your body can't rebuild itself after its exercise sessions? It can't repair tears and breaks and broken fingernails and, and hair that's that uh, that chips off or what, yeah gets cut off. How about that? So we need it, we need the, all the macronutrients. The, the one that's the challenge, the one that has the most calories, and the one that they all turn into except for alcohol is fat. So if you want to have a lean body, if you want to have a stack of energy, if you want to perform at your best, uh, could it be a good idea to have a look, number one, at your overall calories? So if I'm putting too much food in there, I'm not going to have a stack of energy because I'm going to feel tired and lethargic. I won't perform at my best and I probably won't look good in the mirror because I'll have lots of excess chubby bits. So perhaps have a look at the overall calories. And then if you want to have a breakdown of alcohol, protein, carbohydrate, and fat, let's have a look at nine calories for fat, four and a half in each gram for protein and carbohydrate, and alcohol burns itself off. So you might then say to yourself, okay, I want to be less chubby, I want to have less body fat, or I want to uh, look better in the mirror, so I'm going to perhaps reduce some fat in my diet because it's the highest number of calories that I'm eating. And that could be, it could be logical. Uh, if you reduce the amount of carbohydrate you put in and you don't have the energy to exercise, and if you don't have the energy to exercise at 100%, then you can't turn your body into a fat-burning machine. So could that be something to consider? And then which kind of fat to eat? Uh, it's, this is a really interesting one for me because I've been doing this a very long time. I've been an exercise professional for over 40 years. And when I first started doing this, butter was bad. We had to have margarine. Then margarine became bad and you had to have butter. Uh, then it was olive oil because that's really good. But doesn't matter which one of those you look at, they've all got nine calories per gram. So whether you eat fat from butter or fat from avocados or fat from olives or fat from coconuts or fat from meat of a of steak, it doesn't matter. They're all got nine calories per gram. And if you eat too much of that, it's going to go directly to your fat cell because it's already fat. So just some things to consider. Do I have a stack of energy? Am I performing at my best? Do I love what I see in the mirror? And do I have, or am I getting the results that I want from my eating and exercise plan? And if not, what do I need to change? Now, I'm not particularly interested in changing food. Uh, if you love to eat food and you love, or you're passionate about food and you have great food experiences, could it be as simple as just reducing the amount of food that you eat a little bit if you want to change any of those things? But for me as an exercise professional, here's something I'd love you to consider. If you get really fit and if you get really strong, your body becomes a fat-burning machine. It prefers to burn fat when you're resting. It's a really cool thing to consider. If you exercise at high intensity, all the challenges with sugar and carbohydrate, and are they good or are they bad? Should I have them? Shouldn't I have them? You only have a half a kilogram storage, and when you exercise at high intensity, you're going to be burning that sugar up, burning the carbohydrate up at a much faster rate. And because you're doing that, you actually turn your body into a fat-burning machine at rest. See, that's really exciting to me, because I love to eat food. I'm passionate about food, and I love the feeling of being fit and strong. How about you? So if you, if you reverse this, focus on food, and a lot of people do. A lot of you'll hear this. 80% of your results for being fit and strong come from the food that you eat. Only 20% from exercise. How about consider this? If I get 100% fit and if I get 100% strong, is it possible that the food could look after itself? Because my body will become a machine that can burn fat really fast, sugar really fast, alcohol really fast, 
and it will rebuild itself effectively because my the protein that I eat will be used to regenerate and rebuild the muscles that I'm using when I'm exercising. I don't want to focus on diets. I think they're horrible. If you love them, congratulations. Uh, I just, I've got a di- probably a different question to ask there. Uh, do we really want our kids to grow up in a world where they have to think about I can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, or fat's bad, or carbohydrate's bad, or alcohol's bad, or sugar's bad? How about this? Eat what you love to eat, don't eat what you don't like. Eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, and have a body that is literally those four things, full of energy, you perform at your best, you love what you see in the mirror, and you are getting the results when you're eating an exercise plan. And could one of the results from your eating an exercise plan be that your body is a fast fat burning machine? Wouldn't that be awesome? Ha <laughs> ha.